Welcome to Side Talks. I got real gravelly there. Yeah, you did. I mean, you, that, that's like uh, you're like the announcer in some sort of like arena death match or something. Like I like, like the Thunderdome. You're like the Thunderdome, Thunderdome. announcer saying Bowl like, welcome, welcome to Side Talks. Well, I mean, we are, you know, making our way through a pandemic, so things are dark around here. I mean, we're like two, three steps from Mad Max territory as, true. as it is. It's true. I'm about to shave all my hair off. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening to us, and here we go. Okay. I'm watching a film just right somewhere, not necessarily right in the middle, but, you know, I'm in there. And I'm just watching one scene. I'm going to bring it to you. I'm going to describe it to you. I'm just going to tell you what's going on that I, while I'm watching, and I want you to try to guess it. Okay. Because this, it this is, is this is a segment. What's this shit? <laughs> I tried to sneak it in. You were there. trying, yeah. I, I was, tried to get sneaky. I was like, oh my god, she didn't start this by screaming at I me. I tried to sneak it in there. Okay, it's Jeremy Irons. Okay, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something going on. I've got a note here that says thermal imaging. Oh Jesus! There's flying spacecrafts. It's clearly the future. Jeremy Irons. There's something that comes up, as it often does with these films. And what's this shit? And that is, um, <laughs> there's lots of dudes with machine guns. Uh, Very frequently the case. Okay. Um, so suddenly everybody's being, all the people with, with machine guns that are like aiming at a garage door kind of thing in a warehouse, they actually are then being shot. I think I know what this is. What is it? Is this Batman versus Superman? You got it. And I'm super impressed because you got it with very little context there. As a matter of fact, I interjected twice with, what's this shit? I'm going to keep trying to sneak those in. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And this Jeremy is the- Irons plays Alfred, the butler, in Batman versus Superman and in Justice League. And he's, you know, he's he's good. But and, those movies are disasters. Oh, it's bad. And Ben Affleck looks chunky as hell. He's he's the Batman and he looks chunky as hell. Um, and he gets the he does get the line, it's okay. I'm a friend of your son's. Which I Oh, because he's didn't rescuing appreciate. he's rescuing Martha Kent, played yes. by Diane Lane there. Yes. Okay. It's okay. I'm a friend of your son. Yes, he Lex Luthor, uh, played by Jesse Eisenberg, who ha- in like every every scene that, that Jesse Eisenberg is in in this movie, he's had one too many uh, shots of espresso that day. He's you know the twitchy tech billionaire version oh of Lex Luthor. Um, so he's like the Zuckerberg. Yeah, unfortunately, Zuckerberg it's Lex it's a really Luthor. misguided thing. Anyway, he's kidnapped Martha Kent to try to cause. Batman and Superman to fight one another. And do you have you seen this movie in full? Uh, no, I have not. And why would I? Okay, well, I've seen this movie several times, despite me not liking it. So I don't know, you know, what to tell you about that. Anyway, do you are you aware of what eventually causes Batman and Superman to start to stop fighting each other? No, why would I be aware of that? They're, they're like punching one another. Like Batman has Superman on the ropes because I guess he's using kryptonite or whatever. I don't remember. And um. Superman knows that his mom has been kidnapped. So he says, uh, Martha. And you may recall that Martha is also the name of Bruce Wayne's mother, Martha Wayne, who was gunned down in an alley, which caused Bruce Wayne to become Batman. And so Batman's like, why did you say that name? Holy um, shit. And it's the fact that their moms are both named Martha that causes Batman and Superman to see each other as allies. And this film has more than $20 behind it. This film has hundreds of millions of dollars behind this it. This is the world was, we live in. was uh, written by an Academy Award winner. So We are the virus. You're welcome, planet Earth. We are the virus. 
Um, I can just see the pitch room. What if Batman and Superman don't like each other and like they get in a fight, dude? Like that would be cool. Why don't we just start having seven-year-olds pitch films? Because okay. it would be better than this show. Now, let me interrupt you there by saying <laughs> I don't think that the idea of Batman and Superman fighting each other is inherently a terrible idea for a movie. But hanging that on the fact that their moms have the same first name, no. Let's 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 uh, uh, let's go back bad. to the drawing tonight board. while I'm sleeping. I'm gonna write Spider Man versus Captain America. Anyway, that's well, what's you know the that kind of already happened, but we don't have to oh. talk about it. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right, let's go. Big big bucks. Today's my day. Let's go. Big bucks. No whammies. No whammies. Big bucks. Big bucks. Here we go. Stop. Wow, what is that? That's the sound of lightning and thunder and all things wild. (laughs) Yes, it is. Lightning just struck, which means it's time for the filmmaker lightning round. And today, Rachel, little known fact. Yeah? We previously did uh, the great filmmaker Sofia Coppola on a filmmaker lightning round. Did you know that her dad makes movies? I had never heard that. was wondering how she got into the business. It's pretty wild. We're going to talk about Francis Ford Coppola today in today's Filmmaker Lightning Round. So, Rachel, what is a movie by Francis Ford Coppola that you love? So, we've already talked about this, Uh and I'm just going to get out of the way really quickly and say Peggy Sue Got Married. I stand by it. I love this film. Yes, I'm putting it above a lot of other great films, and I know that's probably causing a lot of people a little bit of anxiety, but I am going to go with it. Yeah, okay. I can't argue with that. It's a a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say Apocalypse Now, like a normie dweeb. Right. (laughs) Great film. Yeah. Great film. It's kind of inarguably amazing. It is inarguably inarguably amazing. Agreed. So what what is a movie by Francis Ford Coppola that you think you might like more than most people, other than Peggy Sue Hmm. Got Married? Because that seems to be... Yeah, I mean, that would be a fitting thing for that one, too. But I'm going to go Rumblefish. Yeah. Because even though I think a lot of people like that film a lot, it's probably not his most loved film. And I think there's people who dislike it. It, it, it makes some some choicy decisions. It's one of my blind spots, so I can't okay. weigh in on it. Yeah, um, but it's it's a you know anything with Matt Dillon in his prime, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of. It's a, I was also you know I read the book as a kid. Yeah, um, saw the film as a kid. Anyway, I, I like it a lot. I would go with that. Cool. I stick with Rumblefish. I, I do want to see it at some point. Uh, the one that I was going to go with is one of his more recent movies. You know, he's been in kind of a weird indie experimental phase. Yeah. Um, and and made three movies of varying levels of success right. in his the latter part of this his career. But the one I really like is Youth Without Youth. Um, his sort of 2007 return to the big screen after kind of toiling in obscurity. And by obscurity, I mean his winery. Um, right. And making like millions of dollars just off wine alone. Um, this is a really interesting experimental movie with Tim Roth um, that dips into magical realism. And, and I like it a lot. Cool. Yeah. A movie you don't like as much as other people do. Okay. I'm going to say something really crazy. Okay. The Godfather. Hmm. I'm going to say that because – not because it's not a great film. Do okay. not get me wrong. Mm. This is a great film. Mm. It is a really, really great film. I would never, never, never put this film down. Mm -hmm. I just think that clearly I'm coming out of the gate with Peggy Sue Got Married. I clearly don't like The Godfather as much as other people do. (laughs) It is a film that, um, you know, a lot of people hold up, especially I hear a lot The Godfather 2 
my students say this a lot. God, the, the second Godfather is is the one that they would put on their number one favorite list. Mm-hmm. But Godfather comes up a good bit, and uh, and I like it, and it's great, and it's it's clearly it is the Godfather of so many things, including <laughs> things like The Sopranos that I do love. Yeah. Um. And I teach this film a lot. I mean, there's some great uh, editing in this film. There's some great cinematography in this film. Gordon Willis. Yes, all of that. But I'm I'm going to go with it because it doesn't hit my top 200 list even. Wow. Yeah. Well. The Godfather hits my top 100 list. Great. But the film that I would say I don't like as much as other people is The Godfather Part 2. Really? That's And that's, that's not really kind of like a hot take because I think that's a masterpiece. I think it's an all-time great movie, yeah. but I prefer The Godfather. Gotcha. Uh, and finally, a movie of his that you think you might need to rewatch. The Cotton Club. I've never seen The Cotton Club. I saw it as a kid, as most kids do. Yeah. I think most kids sit around and watch sure, The I, Cotton Club. What, what's abnormal um, about that? <laughs> Not a darn thing. Uh, so it's been since I was a, a wee youngin that I've seen the Cotton Club, yeah. and uh, I'd like to see it again as an adult with well, an adult perspective. I might actually enjoy the film a little more. It's probably not a whole lot to relate to as an eight yeah. year old. And you know, he um, he re-edited it and re-released it in, in a remastered version. Oh, cool! That I'm kind of curious to check out because the response to that has been pretty favorable. Nice. All right, I have a confession to make. Uh oh. Instead of a movie that I need to rewatch. And if I had to pick one that I would need to rewatch, I'd say Bram Stoker's Dracula because yeah, it's a, a good visual one. feast, right? That was on my list too. Um, and I saw that theatrically and wow. Yeah. I mean, amazing looking movie. But in, instead of that, I'm going to say a movie I need to watch for the first time and everybody's going to be super mad at me. What's that? I've never seen The Outsiders. Yeah, you should see it. Yeah. You should definitely see it. Yeah, that's what I've I mean, heard. if for no other reason, it's Tom Cruise pre-tooth fixing. It's like everybody pre-everything. Yeah. That movie has the biggest 80s cast of like any movie. And it's just, not only have I never seen the movie, I never read the book. And that's like yeah. a common like kid, you know, it's a staple of kid literature. Yeah, I bet you're going to like it a whole lot more than I do. I do like it, but mm-hmm. I bet you'll like it a whole lot more. It's a boy movie. Yeah. Uh, so, shocker. And uh, the last time I saw it actually was not that many years ago at the drive-in. I drove out to oh, Leeds, cool. uh, Alabama, and watched it at the drive-in on a rainy night, and I was the only car in the parking lot <laughs> to the point where, at that time, the manager came up to our car and said, do you want me just to fast-forward through the trailers? Because you guys are the only ones here. <laughs> Which uh, I felt really special about. So oh. it was a fun, uh, and uh, my friend Kira was there. Uh, we were in the back of her El Camino. So nice. watching The Outsiders in, on a rainy night in the back of an El Camino with the uh, manager walking up asking to fast forward through the trailers is a pretty special evening. I mean, why would you ever watch it under any circumstances? <laughs> Tony, just see it again. Yeah. And again, Thomas fucking Cruz with a jacked up mouth. Well, watch it tonight. Corey. I, I got to watch, watch it, it tonight. one of these days. I can't promise that it will be tonight, but I got to watch it one of these days. So that's Francis Ford Coppola, good filmmaker. Didn't even mention The Conversation, which is an amazing movie. Also pretty decent wine. Uh, I guess so. Sure. I'm a fan I, of the I, Cab I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever had it. I don't think I've ever had the Coppola brand wine. I'm a fan of the Cab Sav. All right. Cool. That's the Filmmaker Lightning Round. Thanks for listening to Side Talks. I've been wanting to do that the whole episode. Um, and we are your own personal cinematic, Cece and Brett. I don't understand that reference. Brett Michaels, Cece DeVille. I think it's DeVille. I, Band called I, Poison. I still only Maybe you've heard of them. Understand that reference. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you understand that reference, we'll give you a dollar. <laughs> Rachel Morgan will give you a I'll dollar. I'll give you a I, gold I, coin, a I ducat. I do not have any dollars. A ducat. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, check us out online on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And SidewalkFest.com is where you can find Cinema Showtimes and all the other Sidewalk-related news that you desire. Huge thanks to Boutwell Studios. Brad, can you hit us with a little want-nothing-more-than-a-good-time? I think that's the title of it. Don't want nothing but a good, nothing but a good time. Hit us with that right there. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.